Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, then please do not continue to listen until after you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are finally done with listener requests for now. So we picked a movie that we wanted to watch (laughs) called Before Someone Gets Hurt. And if someone wants to watch this movie before they listen to the rest of this episode, it is free on Amazon Prime right now. So just a heads up. But before we go to the movie, as always, let's start off with tea. So we are drinking the the last sample that we got from Plum Deluxe. Second to it last. Is, oh, right. I forgot we got the, the extra one that we're going to have to share a cup on. Um, so this one is Tea Break White Tea. Um, we got one of like each of the different kinds of tea just so we could have a variety and sample each kind. But this one has white tea, orange peel tangerine essence honeydew melon essence and Mm. it is all organic and i really like just smelling the tea it smells like a white tea tends to always smell very light but with that the added sense it just it it's like a sweet light warm treat and i can't wait to try it (laughs) it is listed as low caffeine so it does still have some, but white yeah. tea generally does have less caffeine than green tea or black tea. Black tea typically has the most. Yeah, black tea has about the same equivalent as like a cup of coffee. Green tea has a little bit less. Little bit I think more. it's like 20 or 30 milligrams less. And then white tea is the least amount, but still a little bit of caffeine. Yeah. So you're not completely depriving yourself of it, but you don't get the full oomph of get up and go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But before someone gets hurt. So this movie is kind of your run of the mill paranormal activity movie where These paranormal investigators are trying to make it big. They're already getting big on the internet and they might be picked up by a TV channel. You probably have never heard of it. It's the sci-fi channel. (laughs) And definitely never heard of it. (laughs) And so obviously they were super excited. And so they're like, we need to make this like a good one. And so they all go to the house and they hook up their equipment and they quickly find out that this, the murders involving, because uh, I was a span of uh, how many years and 14 kills? I forgot. It, it was a sh- within a short amount of time. No, it was, it was a long amount of time. It was over a, a like, vast amount of time. Like 200 years or something? Something like that, yeah. But still, like, 14 kills in that one location is pretty significant. But anyways, Mm -hmm. and they find out that it's involved in this cult that is essentially trying to 
allow Lucifer to go back up to heaven so he can be a good angel again. <laughs> and yeah. So for entertainment, you might want to go first, Jess, because I'm sh- sure as normal that I'll have a lot more to say than you. Yeah, so I had seen this movie, the movie, movie before a couple of times, actually. And what's odd about this movie is when you're when you're not really paying that close attention to it, it's all right. I mean, it's a low budget film, so you don't expect too much out of it. But it's it's not that bad. Again, I've seen it a couple of times and it was decent. Now, when we watch movies for episodes specifically, we pay extra close attention to the details and things. Yeah. And what was once a pretty decent movie, I would have originally rated it at like a seven because I had watched it multiple times and I don't mind watching it again. Um, the, the, the inconsistencies that we had noticed, especially with the storyline, uh, it makes it go back down. <laughs> so I would rate it a six. I've, we've still seen worse, but there's too many inconsistencies for me to be able to rate it higher. I know Alyssa's got a lot of stylistic things that really, really bugged her a lot. And I know she's going to go on a rant about it, but <laughs> they didn't really bother me. I kind of expected them. So it wasn't too big of a, a drawback for me. But the the main issues I have, we'll get into the realism scale because it just there are too many story plot holes and inconsistencies for it to really make sense in the story. So that otherwise it's it's just kind of your run-of-the-mill paranormal investigative type movie. I I do like that they don't rely completely on just the found footage. They do have some scenes that are shot as like a regular movie. You can tell it's kind of low budget. It's not very high quality, very unstable, even on the the scenes that aren't the them holding the camera. So it's it's not the best for sure, but it's it's not horrible. It's not motion sickness horrible. So that's that's what I have. Again, most of what I have is, again, realism. It's it's always realism with me. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh. And for me, it's always entertainment because I'm the it cinematographer like type of uh, We've each fanatic. got our niches, so. Yeah. But that's why we work so well together. The, exactly. <laughs> You're nitpicky on the entertainment portions and I'm nitpicky on this isn't right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not how it do. <laughs> so I will pass it over to Anissa now. Yay. I have the microphone now. Um, Get ready, everyone. So, <laughs> so this one, you know, it. I, I don't regret seeing this movie, but it also, there was quite a bit that frustrated me and annoyed me. And I really don't think a low budget is a good excuse because there have been a ton of super low budget movies that have done really well. Like, for example, 
Paranormal Activity. It was an indie film that was super cheap to make. And that's why they, you know, aside from Blair Witch, we're going to put that aside. But it was really Paranormal Activity that launched all of these found footage movies. So it's like low budget, terrible excuse. But anyways, so I would rate this a 5.5. And I will say the one positive thing I will say is... Typically, for a lot of found footage movies, do you want to? The tea is good, isn't it? The tea is amazing. The honeydew is actually fairly, it's a lot more strong than I would have guessed, but it's so good. It's like naturally sweet because of it. And yeah, it's, it's very so nice. Refreshing. It's so good. I kind of, I already made it a little bit more strong than they suggested, but I kind of wish I made it a little bit stronger. But yeah, it's pretty tasty. This is good. This but, is like a really good early morning tea. Yeah. Or or a well, I'm I'm a crazy person that drinks caffeine and I am like, oh, it's a good wind down tea. <laughs> but that caffeine. This would be good at like twilight on the porch. Hmm. This in spring or summer. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> I yeah, it's like, I, I was looking at your face. I'm like, she wants to say something. I better just let her say it before she explodes. <laughs> this is tasty. Plum, or PlumDeluxe.com white tea break. Is or break time break. white tea. Or yeah. tea break. Sorry. Tea break oh, white it. tea. Just, we're, we're just slaughtering the name, I'm sure. Tea break white tea. Aha, I did it. <laughs> But yes, it is very tasty if you guys like white tea. It is really good. And it's hard to make like a lot of varied flavors for white tea without it overpowering the white tea. This, I feel like, really complements the mm -hmm. lightness of it really well. It really does. <laughs> but anyways, so back to entertainment. I will say the one thing that I think this movie did a really good job on is I have a lot of trouble uh, most of the time with a lot of these not found footage, but these indie films on like the characters aren't very varied. They're very forgettable. I have trouble telling them apart. But with this movie, they actually had each of the characters had varied enough personality. They had rememberable uh, traits. So it was a lot easier. Like I was actually I'm terrible with names. And I actually was finding that I was able to recall a few of their names fairly easily. And that just that doesn't come easy for me. So that that they definitely are pretty good with um, like character development and creating a varied amount of characters. Now, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that they were good characters, but hey, I mean, being able to tell them apart is extremely important, and I would rather be able to tell the characters apart and them being, you know, okay, rather than like all of the characters being the same and them being good characters, because then, I don't know, it's just kind of ironic. But anyways, <sighs> so the 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 one thing and just mentioned this a little bit is the camera work. I question whether or not they went to a school for cinematography cuz there were a lot of quick cuts. It's like they'll have casual conversation and normally 
the pace of cutting the film, like cutting to different angles, is supposed to keep in pace with the conversation. So if it's a very relaxed conversation, have like far off shot, you know, once in a while up close shot, but make it very like slow to switch back and forth, but not so much that's boring. But these, like in the beginning is where I noticed it the most is like they were talking about, you know, ex- being excited on potentially being picked up on TV. And they're just having a conversation that was pretty relaxed, nothing tension building about it. And it's just like, cut, 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 cut. It's just, it was so distracting for me. And then plus, whenever they set up the the cameras in the actual house and they're showing that there's like a disruption in the footage, it was just so bad and frequent. It's like it even for a crappy camera, it would not be that often and just and or whenever Billy was taking his tour around the house, Instead of them just doing a quick cut to the next room because they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to take the have the movie take forever by showing him walking to each room, which is completely understandable. But they decided to add a static effect in between each thing. And it's just so distracting, completely unnecessary. Honestly, it took me out of the movie. Like, I agree that they should have these like static effects or disruption in the the film yes that that's necessary for um, the type of film that they're doing but the frequency of it was so distracting and so off-putting and it took out the realism for me and just oh, it was so frustrating and then also uh, it was gonna explode during those scenes guys just uh, It's like, not only are they adding way more editing for themselves than they need to, but they're also making a worse film. So it's like, they're taking longer effort or more effort to edit the film to make it a crappier film, in my opinion. Just, ah! But, and then also, there were a lot of false scares and jump scares. Um, Like, there were two pranks in the movie or three okay three pranks in the movie where you think that something's legitimately happened well at least the last two pranks you think something is legitimately happened and they're like oh just kidding and so in a way it did kind of work with the story on like whenever the first person dies he's like okay that's that's funny but at the same time it made whenever the scares did happen be like okay, here, here's the actual scares. Like, it didn't really prime me to be excited about the scares. And also, they really needed to work on when they place the music and how loud they make the music. Because it's like, the guy, they go into a room because they say that there's activity going on. He goes into the room. There's no activity. Well, then he goes to open the closet. There is nothing in the closet, but the music's still like, like, (laughs) just so unnecessary. It's just like the It movie where they're like, let's make the the music, you know, try and uh, create the, the mood for the audience. But then they were putting it at times that it didn't even need the music. And then the time it just... I, the music music can help, but you really need to watch where you place it 
and you need to be very selective because otherwise it just mm, it just yeah. is a nuisance. I am a big believer that the music and especially the lack thereof can really set the tone, especially in a horror movie. Yeah. Or different scenes and creating the atmosphere and the the scare factor. It can really help or it can really hinder the film. So yeah. I do agree with that for sure. Um, what they could have done instead on some of those things, like the closet scene, is just have some underlying soft music leading up to him opening the door. Yeah. And, and then, then just when silence. He opens it, just stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just just like slow, soft, building tension music. It doesn't have to go like like what they were doing. And then the mezzo mezzo forte, like it doesn't have to be fortissimo at all. Like we don't need the giant giant sound because we wear headphones. (laughs) We don't need. But even in the theater, like, your audience doesn't need that. That's not what we come there for. Yeah, just, it's like, have those moments, but make them very selective and only in very particular moments. Like, if it's going to actually add to the scene rather than, it's like, for me, honestly, it feels like they watched a bunch of movies and they're like, we think this is what makes a scary movie. Because honestly, with the tone, I I thought they were trying to make a serious film, but then there's scenes that are so funny. Like the the ball scene in the beginning with Billy, like that scene was so hilarious. But then there's other funny scenes too, where it's like, I think they're trying to make it scary, but it's just so... It's like, I can't even form words to explain why it comes off as funny versus scary. But it's just with the... A lot of it's the acting. It's just bad acting. <laughs> I mean, I I honestly didn't have a huge complaint with the acting itself. I felt like felt like the, the choppiness and then the random music, it almost makes it come off of, as a student film or an amateur film. So you almost expect it to come off as like a very cheesy film, but then at the same time, they're trying to make it serious. I just confused by the movie. And then not only, I th- but I think the filmmakers were honestly confused by their own movie because like the brothers, they couldn't tell like who was older than the other. Well, that That's more part of the realism. Well, but the storyline, I feel like, is more um, entertainment because it's like, you know, it, you need a structured story and they just couldn't tell. But anyways, we will we will complain even more in the realism. So would you like me to start first in the realism since? OK, so for the realism, I would give it a three just because it's it's not like i don't know it's it's just like bits and pieces came off as extremely unrealistic and that's really what did it for me 
In the beginning of the movie, whenever they're investigating the first couple's house and they're explaining why the noise was being made, I actually kind of like that idea and that they're honestly trying to debunk uh, any paranormal activity. Um, So it's like at first I'm like, okay, I'm kind of on board with this. But then, like, I forgot what her name is. What if it's Alice? I don't remember. But it is the second girl that died she gets uh pushed back in her chair and then she's hanging from the door frame but she's immediately okay thank you she's immediately dead i'm sorry paranormal or not it's like they didn't show any like head trauma or anything that would indicate that she would just immediately die like that it's just so off-putting to me i was just like what like because honestly whenever they went up to her i thought she was going to be like slowly suffering and dying which it's kind of morbid now that i'm talking about it but but it makes more sense than her instantly being dead it's like all you see as far as injuries go is the um stakes in her wrists or hands but that's it. Like, I'm not seeing any head trauma that would mean, like, immediate knockout or anything like that. And then, of course, a whole, the girlfriend at the end slipping and then hitting her head on the stupid light outside. Just, like, there's so many odd choices that they made. Like, either extremely coincidental or they just seem too sudden and just, yeah. Oh, and then, okay, one more thing. One more thing before it goes to you. And okay, another one that was just like, that really took away the realism is after two people died, Tim and his girlfriend were like, let's, uh, let's have some, some sex. And it's just like, really? Like you are trapped in the house. Two of your friends are dead and you want to have sex. Just anyways. But that's that's my high horse. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So I give it a two for realism, and <laughs> I did like in the beginning how they were trying to debunk everything, but there there wasn't really any of that in the next house, like at all. Yeah, I mean the the brother Billy when he first sees the ball roll towards him he does think that there's someone there and he does set a really really adolescent trap of chips all over the floor which you could easily step around as they showed in yes. a few scenes yes and plus like so much so much of the time chips are already broken in the bag so it's like yeah Anyways. so unless you take a picture and compare you're not necessarily gonna know if it was disturbed yeah so that didn't really help. Also, they did mention, and you mentioned this before in entertainment, the movie can't seem to decide who is the eldest brother. They make it a point in the movie with the cult, especially that they kill firstborn sons of priests or pastors or men of the cloth, whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning of the movie, they try to establish that Tim is the older brother. When Billy says, I thought older brothers were supposed to be supportive. I guess you didn't get that memo. Later in the movie, when they have their kind of heart to heart 
<laughs> toward the end. And Billy's like, I just wish you had my back more in this life. Tim then says, I'm your little brother. I've never let anything happen to you, right? Pick one. <laughs> well, and plus having Tim is so much taller than Billy. It just makes sense that he would be the older brother. Well, and he always comes across, even with his other pranks and things, he still comes across as more mature and more yeah. put together. Whereas a lot of Billy's habits, like smoking and laziness and not getting to work on time and, you know, asking how early is early to set up everything and not really generally caring about anything. Breaking and entering. As, yes. Makes him come <laughs> across as younger. He doesn't really take anything seriously, including his job. Like, it, he doesn't seem like the oldest at all. So for them to say that, it doesn't make sense there, especially when they tried to establish earlier in the movie that he was the youngest. They also mentioned, again, in the cult, they kill the firstborn sons. So why did they leave Tim alive and let him leave and take Billy instead? Yeah, I think I mean, they I just he was saying take me, take me, but it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I feel like they ended up just accidentally switching who was the older brother and ended up making it yeah. Billy. But I yeah. guess maybe, but they also didn't establish that any of them were sired by someone of the cloth. Yeah. Like Allison was the first one to be killed and had the markings on her wrists. Which implies she was the firstborn of someone in that religion, a priest or minister or pastor or someone yeah. in religion. And they never mentioned that. They barely even talked to Allison. Yeah. Allison had like five lines in the movie, maybe. So they didn't really establish anything for her. And if the main characters are also supposed to be from that life they never mention it either so it just it doesn't add up really it doesn't make sense i get that the others were killed more out of opportunity they didn't have the markings on their arms like allison did but it just seemed a little out of place yeah so it it just didn't really add up there they also, in the movie, tried to imply that the child was conceived in the house and that it was kind of part of the ritual, I guess. That's what it it seemed like they were trying to imply there. But there's no way that they would know that soon. Yeah. <laughs> that she was pregnant. They did, they did make reference to the fact that they were planning on adopting. They didn't really mention that she had an issue until the end of the movie when they were telling her she's pregnant. She's like, that's impossible. I can't have kids. They didn't really say anything before that. But it just, there's no way they could have known. <laughs> the kid had to have been conceived before they went into the house. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. And stuff like that. It's extremely rare, but it does happen on occasion. So it depends on the underlying reason why she couldn't have a kid as to whether or not it's actually possible. But what they were trying to imply, that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely no way they would have known that soon. 
even with a blood test. So, no. Yeah. But the the main issues that I have are definitely part of the plot holes in the storyline. They just didn't flesh everything out like they should have. And them trying to get out of the house as well when they were trying to break the windows and things like that, it those windows would have broken. But Alyssa also did mention you can unlock them. They didn't even try to unlock the window. They did. And they're like, we can't unlock them. There's actually a specific point. Yeah. But and then later they're like, oh, it's because it was paranormal activity. That's why we couldn't break the windows. I'm like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. You know, a movie that did that better was The Haunting, where they couldn't really open anything. So they tried to break the windows and there were cracks, but the cracks disappeared. That would have been a better way to do it. That's cool. Yeah. So there are things that you can do to have it make more sense than them just throwing a chair at the window and it doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Or show like a force field if they didn't want to use a budget for the cracked glass. Yeah. Yeah. So there there are other things that they could have done to make it better. And just i feel like the deaths were really excessive like especially if it's supposed to be the cult they've established it's this cult and yes it's supernatural but it's still supposed to be firstborns of people that are highly religious and leaders in that religion so why were they all concerned i know it's like they were all freaking out like we're going to die but that's even after the Computer genius, which is super convenient, by the way, confirmed like the number, which was also really convenient of deaths. And then uh, and then like who they're killing. Just. Yeah. So my last point is with the the text and everything that they were getting and the permit issue. So they received a text initially about the house. And um, that's how they got the information and started researching it and trying to get the permit and everything to go out there, which was fine. That was fine. But if you don't have the permit ready, as lazy as he was, I'm surprised he even went to the house to set up because I feel like that was more effort (laughs) than he's normally willing to put in. That's fair. Also, if they had found out, if anybody had found out that he was in the house without any kind of paperwork or permit or anything, he could have easily been arrested. That is definitely trespassing. It wasn't technically breaking and entering as there was no forced entry. The door was unlocked, but it's at least trespassing. Yeah. So... (laughs) And yeah, they picked up the permit after the fact, but they don't, I'm surprised they even were able to get the permit because to my understanding, to be able to obtain a permit like that for a residence, you're supposed to be able to get the permission of the person that owns the house. Like they have to sign off on it. So if they can't even get in contact with whoever owns the house and they keep trying to say, oh, whoever owns it is actually dead and they've been dead since like 1930s. Yeah. Like it it doesn't 
quite make sense. Yeah. And then they say later that there were tenants in the place. So who actually owns it? Yeah. Have they been renting it out? It kind of sounds like they had the last time they mentioned it with tenants leaving and not packing up their stuff and everything. But then whoever's renting it out should sign off on it and they should have a name for that. It should be recorded somewhere. (laughs) So it just there's way too many holes in their story and they keep changing it. So nothing adds up. So nothing is realistic. Yeah. It's like, and I don't understand horror movies like this that make those types of mistakes because it's all extremely easy to just do a quick Google search. Like it it took us like five minutes to confirm that information. Does this yeah. not that? I feel uh, like while they were filming it, they went through rewrites on certain scenes. To make it sound more interesting, and they just never bothered to have it line up and be congruent. And yeah, and if you look on the credits, it's very few people that uh, directed and produced and wrote. I mean, it's like five people. Um, so it's a very small team, but at the same time, I don't know. I, it's like I've never compared this, but I would imagine if it's a small group of people writing compared to like a large group, I would think it'd be easier to confer and make sure that the writing is all like congruent and makes sense. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't know if again, they went through rewrites and just didn't bother to pay attention to make sure that everything lined up or made sense or if different people wrote the scenes And they only, like, half scanned through the other scenes. Mm. Or what? It just, it didn't really make sense when you pay attention to it. So, so to sum up, (laughs) I, I feel like this movie is kind of fun and interesting. If you don't really pay attention to it, it's more one to have on kind of in the background or, or doing something else while you're watching it. But if you're sitting down to really, really watch it, it's not great. <laughs> I will it's say the nice. the one exception, though, is if you are having a night with friends, maybe you're drinking, snacking, whatever, as long as you're of age, um, and just like having it on to make fun of it or like make commentary on it. That I could also see. But yeah, it's like... This movie, I could picture myself maybe watching it one more time. It's like, like I said before, I don't regret watching this movie, but it's, it's kind of a what not to do movie in a lot of ways. It it raises a lot more questions than anything. They don't establish anything fully. So you don't really quite feel satisfied Mm -hmm. when you're like paying attention to it, watching it. Yeah. Again, the the last couple of times I had seen it was it was kind of on while I was doing something else. So I was only like half paying attention to it. Yeah, like their resolution, you're still like, what? And it yeah, it doesn't feel like any sort of closure or resolution or anything like that. It just kind of yeah. leaves you baffled. <laughs> yeah. 
But if so those are our thoughts, guys. Yeah, but if you guys have seen the movie, let us know your thoughts. Did the choppy camera work annoy you? Or was it more the realism scale? Or did you really like the movie? And if you did, let us know why so we can continue this conversation. Or like me, did you like it until you started paying attention to it and had all these questions? Yes. That'd be really interesting to see. So let us know what you guys thought. If you have any other requests or anything, please let us know. We always love to hear those and love to watch them and review them after someone's requested it. And everybody, please remember that since the next one is in June, officially, we are starting our Summer Bash. (laughs) Yes. It's a cruel, cruel summer here at Horror Movie Tea. (laughs) Yes, we, I guess we haven't maybe officially decided, but it's like last June was Shark Month, but we might just do water movies in general. Heck, we might just extend it. It depends on what you guys want. So let us know. Would you prefer more shark horror movies or just summer water movies in general (laughs) yes and if you do want like either the summer movies or the uh shark movies give us a few examples because it's like we do have shark movies in mind but a lot of them are super cheese so if you have like a more action (laughs) yeah so if you have like an actual more serious ish uh shark movie it's like there's not a lot of them but i would love to hear (laughs) i think piranha would be a good movie to cover too because that would be funny yeah so let us know you guys what you think what you want us to do what you want to see more of from us and until the next time stay safe and stay spooky bye